thanks for checking out this message from Springmount Church. For more information about us and what we do, visit our website, springmount.church. Why not check out all the different groups that run throughout each week in Barrow and on Walney? And join us every Sunday from 11am at Salt House Pavilion in Barrow Infernos. If you would like us as a church to pray for you, please email prayer at springmount.church or sign up on our website for monthly news straight to your inbox. Today we, uh, we finish our series of Love Is um, and hopefully you'll know a little bit more about what love is. And remember these verses, God is love. So this describes perfectly the character of God. But also, these verses were written to the church and they were written to say to us, this is how we need to love one another. So there's the challenge. And actually, if we know what love is, then actually we're more likely to be able to imitate that or at least accept that. If we don't know what love is, then we're not going to be able to do that, are we? And I believe knowing God deeper and deeper is the best way we can demonstrate his love. Um, I bought a mop recently. I know that sounds very exciting. But uh, it wasn't just any mop, okay? It had advanced technology. Yeah, advanced technology. It had its own advanced squeezing technology. Can I just say, just buy a normal mop, it's easier. But the reason I mention it is um, it has a three-year guarantee. A three-year guarantee on this mop, okay? The first day, the head came off it, but I managed to fix it. But three-year guarantee. Does anybody here think that in two years, 11 months, and 27 days, I'm going to be phoning and saying, excuse me, a part has fallen off my mop? I don't really think so. My dad may be, but not me, okay? Um, or, or even, uh, any of you who are fans of the comedian Dave Gorman will know, he often talks about deodorants. There is a deodorant made by Shaw that promises 72-hour protection. So has anybody got up this morning, sprayed the pits and thought, don't need to do that again till Tuesday night? <laughs> you know, anyone? Anyone thinking that that's acceptable? No, but they guarantee 72 hours protection. So I think we should all try it, okay? No, no, maybe. Maybe we wouldn't be lifting our arms in worship quite so much in, if, we were, if we were sticking to that one. But um, these things, you know, they're outrageous claims, outrageous promises. 72 hours. There's a 48-hour one, and I think there might even be one that's more than 72 hours, but I wasn't that desperate to search on the internet. But actually, even a 24-hour perspirant doesn't necessarily keep you fresh for 24 hours, does it? Those of us who go to the gym, <laughs> he says, just started back again. But anyway, uh, interestingly enough, this week, pictures have started coming back in for the verse. I, t I challenged church to, to send me some pictures. So here's the first one. Hopefully, there'll be a picture of Tim and Isabella's living room comes up. Oh, no, this is Francis's. Now, Francis sent me this one. And at first, I'm thinking, what's the Halifax got to do with it? Or Fitbit? And Duolingo, what, what have they got to do with the verse? And I realized this is Frances's phone screen. And she actually sent me it with an apologetic message saying, well, it's not very creative, but it's the best I can do. And actually, do you know what? I actually think that's one of the best because every time she opens a phone, which how many times a day is that? Maybe with Frances, not as many as some. But actually, when you open your phone, if you're reminded every time you open your phone at what love is, then that's, that's what it's about. Yeah, so Francis, you've got totally the right end of the stick. Forget about Jeff painting the side of his house, honest. You know, he didn't really do that anyway. But uh, yeah, that is what it's all about. 
is knowing and meditating on God's word. And that is how we're going to do it, Springmount, by having it before us all the time. Not just coming on a Sunday morning and reading it and then going away and forgetting it, but having it before us so we can chew it over. So Francis, I was going to give a prize, and I thought about giving a Cadbury's cream egg as a prize, okay? Because if you were French, an egg is loaf, okay? So I just thought, you know, loaf would be appropriate for love is, no, okay. Okay, I'm, I'm beyond you. Uh, and Tim's picture was this one. Where are we? Did it come through? Yeah, there, oh, no, not that one. It's definitely not that one. <laughs> definitely not that one. That was last week, if you're not watching. Was, is there another picture of Tim's living room? I did send it. There we go. Look, okay. So that was their house group's words, I think, but they've stuck it on their wall. They've got the word love. They've got a picture of themselves getting married at 10 years this year, 10 years ago. You know, Megan's got the only one of two seats. I don't know what Tim does because now they've got that picture on the settee. You can't sit down. But anyway, um, but this is what it's about. Interestingly, in the gap we took between love is and love is, there's not many people posting about what church was doing. Let's keep it up. Let's persevere because actually as we say this in our public media, people will start to know who we are and what we are, who you are and what you are. Because actually at least it's there to demonstrate what you've been hearing. So I think that's really good. Give, give all the people who've, who've sent those in a round of applause. Brilliant. And let's read those verses again from 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 to 8, okay? So, love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. And so today, we look at love is unfailing. Love never fails. It's a bold promise. You know, sure, promise in your 72 hours, my mop company, it's not my mop company, I didn't launch it, the mop company promised in three years of success with the squeezable mop, you know, I'm drawn in by easy promises me, but actually God's love is a final promise in these passages that love never fails, it's not just a lifetime guarantee, it's an eternal guarantee, God's love never fails, and God is love, so God never fails, love never fails. I can honestly say, I'm sure, it gets the big tick. Can you see the links? Oh, okay, right, okay. Yeah, yeah, deodorants, just in case you're wondering. Okay. It won't let you down. That's the promise of sure, it won't let you down. I can say strongly this morning, God won't let you down. He won't let you down. He will not let you down. Let's not forget that this love is comes at the end of all the other descriptions of what love is. So, if love isn't patient and kind, we can't expect it to be unfailing, yeah? If love isn't easily angered, if, if love is easily angered, sorry, or keeps record of wrongs, we can't expect love to be unfailing. If love isn't all those previous things, it's not going to be unfailing. It's a, it's a complete bag of what love is, and all of them count. And so we've got to recognize that God's love is all of these things. You know, Remember these things. 
Remember, it's how we're supposed to be treating each other in church and outside the church. And I believe more of God in our lives than there's more of his love. And his love is unfailing. Unfailing. No, this love isn't romantic, wishy-washy love. It's not, love you. You put the phone down first, you know. It's not that. It's not lots of kisses, love. It's not that, oh, I miss you. This is real, true, hardcore, gritty love, down to the basics, down to the constant love. And as I looked at this passage of love is unfailing, I read some verses because love being unfailing is nearly always linked to obedience and following Jesus. So I just want to read you a few verses this morning. Second John chapter 1, verses 5 to 6 say this. And this is John writing to the church. Remember, the church is often described as the bride of Christ. So when John says, now dear lady, he's writing to the church. And now dear lady, I am not writing you a new command, but one we've had from the beginning. I ask that we love one another. And this is love, that we walk in obedience to his commands. As you've heard from the beginning, his command is that you walk in love. So love is walking in his commands. What is his command? To walk in love. It's surrounded. It's complete. Everything is founded on love because God is love. And that's what it is. Sadly, the church hasn't got that reputation, probably because sometimes we're not very loving. I would hope Spring Mount are getting there. (laughs) I would hope as we're looking deep into this that we recognize that God is love. And as his church, we are to love one another and to love everybody. Obedience, walk in it, and then you walk in love. 1 John chapter 5, verse 2 says this, This is how we know that we love the children of God. How do we know that we love the children of God? By loving God and carrying out his commands. Being obedient to what he asks us to do. You know, God isn't some dictator. Jesus isn't giving us rules and regulations to follow because he's mean. It's because he knows what's best for us. It's often been said, if you go to your garage with your car and put McDonald's milkshake in the petrol tank, then your car won't run. Because your manufacturer says, actually, you need to put this in because that's what's best for the engine. It's the same. God tells us these things because he knows what's best for our lives. He knows what's best for keeping us going and carrying out his commands is part of it. 1 John 3.16. This is how we know what love is. How do we know what love is? Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. We've got to be willing to give our all our brothers and sisters for those who we love to give our all not to hold anything back you know imitate christ love lays it down love puts their want down and accept his will love isn't about our selfish nature not temporarily you know we don't lay our love down with a three-year guarantee and then we come back and go right i've done it now three years that's your three years up tough if it fails now This is love unfailing. Love eternal. Love never ending. John 15, verses 12 to 14. My command is this. Love each other as I have loved you. This is Jesus speaking. Love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. And you are my friends if you do what I command. Love as I have loved. Do what I say. You know, sometimes people say, do what I say, not what I do. Don't they? I've heard people, I know it should be do what, I, do what I say and do what I do, but some people often say, do what I say, not what I do. That means don't copy me, just do what I tell you. That's not God. 
Jesus came and demonstrated what it was all about. He says, do what I do, because it's also what I say. And I pray as church, that's what our lives should start to be. We're called to be imitators of Jesus, to be reflections of his son, to be reflections of his light. You know, I can do a few impressions. You know, I don't know if you, some people, you know, I can do an impression of Nesta. Oh, there you go. That's, that's, for those of you who know what that is. But older people in the room, I can do impressions of George and Zippy off Rainbow. Okay, you know, I'm very proud of this. Okay, hands up if you remember George and Zippy off Rainbow. Okay, right, I've got a target audience, that's fine. Um, but to do those impressions of George and Zippy, I have to move my hands. I have to almost become like the puppet. Because I can't, I can't, for some reason, I can't do the voice. You might say I can't do the voice anyway. But I can't do the voice without moving my hands. So I have to do, for the pink hippopotamus, you have to go, okay, that sounds quite good, doesn't it? I think it's all right, yeah? And then also, Zippy, you've then got to go, and I have to do my hand movements or I can't do it, Okay? I don't really know. I wasn't actually going to do that, but I, I, just, I went for it. Anyway, thank you. <coughs> my, brother, my brother does an amazing impression of Frank Spencer. Now, a lot of people do, but he does an amazing impression of Frank Spencer. It's like, <laughs> more like that, but he does it quite a lot. But I cannot do that impression without total focus. I know it sounds daft. I've got to totally focus my mind, what my mouth is doing, and my body, my body language. I just can't do it without because for some reason, that helps me get the rhythm of what I'm saying. And actually, we are called to be imitators. I can't keep up an impression of George and Zippy forever. Well, for starters, I, wouldn't, I would, probably wouldn't be here, because the leadership team would say, right, Johnny, enough, enough. We're not having, we're very with the Greece in my region. Okay, you're not having that. Because actually, I can't keep it up forever, because it's just not worth doing. It's not worth following. It's not worth doing. It's good for a bit of a laugh once in a while. And actually, as time goes on and people don't understand who George and Zippy is, I just look like a madman. But, well, Bunga was just a very normal bear that talked very sensibly, wasn't he? So it's probably quite easy. But in reality, I can't keep that up. I cannot keep an impression up indefinitely because I'm just trying hard in my own right. We're called to be imitators of Jesus, not because we can try hard, but because we can have him live in us. By his spirit, he dwells. He makes his home in us. So not only do we walk beside him every day, he dwells within us. And so when we talk about these things like the fruit of the spirit and we talk about what love is, the only way it's possible isn't through our own efforts and trying hard and our body language and acting the right way and saying the right things. It's through allowing him to come and live in. And it's us laying down our lives and picking up his. And then we will see love. Then we will see love. An impression will not hack it. Because the greatest love lays down their life. Doesn't just imitate for a while. But lays down their life for the friends. Doesn't pick it up again. Not just lays down their life for a few. Not just temporarily. Not just a couple of years, months, guarantee, whatever. But to be like Jesus. To lay it down. And say, yours, here I am, Lord. Here I am. Have me, use me. A lifetime and eternity guarantee. All those verses that I've read tell us what real practical love actually is. 
to put others first, to lay down ourselves. But also all of them talk about obedience. Love comes from obedience. The only way you're going to know what Jesus wants is to read what he says. The only way you're going to know what Jesus wants for you is to, to do what he says and to, show, to do what he does. And then you might start to recognize that actually life is meant to be full of him. And satisfaction comes from there. You know, that's the guarantee with Jesus. A lifetime and eternity guarantee of satisfaction. Paul's been saying this morning, it doesn't matter what moment we're in, we can choose to praise. There's a verse that says rejoice in the Lord always. It doesn't say rejoice in your situation always. But there's one person we can rejoice in. That is Jesus. Because he never fails. He never fails. You know, Jesus was obedient. He was obedient to death. Death on a cross. Jesus didn't fail in his mission to rescue because love is unfailing. God didn't fail when he created you and me. He didn't make mistakes because he is perfect and his love is unfailing. He didn't fail. Do you know, as we come towards the end of this series, and as we come to the end this morning, I was led to Isaiah 54. Those of you who have been coming to Spring Mount for quite a while may know the significance of some of the verses early on in Isaiah chapter 54. It talks about enlarging the place of your tent. Do you remember coming to church and we stretched out that massive tent and we said how as the tent gets bigger we need more people to hold it and stretch it out? And that was part of the vision day about two years ago. And we talked about strengthening the stakes and how it was important now to really put in things at Walney. And if you don't know what happens at Walney, speak to somebody who goes because that place is full of life and full of things that are going on in Jesus' name. And so I believe that as God has given us that vision, we have started to strengthen those stakes to see more of God at work in his community. It also says early on, do not be afraid. But I don't want to look at those early on verses because there were some other verses from the same chapter that were given to us as a leadership team. And actually, I think they tie in with unfailing love. And I want to read you them. So they were given to us in relation particularly to the Ormsgill uh, vision, the idea of having a worship community at Ormsgill. And definitely, they challenge us into that vision to do more on that estate. And these are the next verses of Isaiah 54. They will be on the screen. I'll read them a little bit at a time. Isaiah 54 and verses 10 to 13 say this. Though the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed, yet my unfailing love for you will not be shaken, nor my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord, who has compassion on you. That sets the picture of difficulty, doesn't it? Though the mountains be shaken and though things are removed, unfailing love is promised and peace. You know, I remember Dan Randall came to my mother-in-law's house once for a meal when we were living there, and he opened a cupboard so quickly that he actually chopped the tops off the glasses that were stood in front of it with the stems. It was amazing. They were like fluted glasses that my mother-in-law had had for a while, and Dan opens this cupboard and shook it so much that he just sliced off the top of these glasses, left the foundation of the glasses standing. And I sort of thought about that as I read these verses. Though you are shaken and battered maybe, actually the foundation is there. Even though Dan Randall had come along and destroyed, <laughs> the basis of the glasses was still there. There was still what made those glasses stand stood firm. Even though life may be throwing everything at you right now, God's love for you is unfailing. 
even though you might feel battered and bruised, his love for you is unmoved and unshaken. It remains available no matter what. Why do I know? Because I experience it myself. You might think, Johnny, you've got easy. You know, you might not know the situations I'm in at the moment. And actually, I know the one thing I can always rely on is God's love. I know he never fails. And I know even how dark it gets, I can fix my eyes on him and he knows what I'm going through. And he knows to comfort me or to rejoice with me. To carry on reading these verses, verse 11 says this, Afflicted city, lashed by storms and not comforted. You know, is there any resonance there? Afflicted city, lashed by storms and not comforted. Any of you feel a bit like that this morning? Maybe this morning you're feeling absolutely troubled. Afflicted means troubled. It means pained. Are we feeling troubled and pained this morning? Really, really stand in his deep, unfailing love. Because it's the only way to move forwards. It's the only way to still stand and not be knocked down. The message version says storm battered. Do you know, does Barrow get battered by the press and by, even by the locals who live in it? Yeah. There's not, all, there's not often a lot of positive things said about Barrow, but I believe Barrow is a great place. And I believe God is moving in this place. And I, I, believe, I believe God is going to do great things, but it's going to come through us because he wants to use you and me to be his light and to be his salt and to make a difference. So when we think of that town that's battered, when we think about the, the afflicted city lashed by storms and not comforted, you might also think personally, do you feel battered, bruised, broken, damaged, lost? Come to his unfailing love it will never let you down he will never let you down what does God say it goes on to say this in the verses I will rebuild you sounds like the six, beginning of the six million dollar man for those who I will rebuild you God says I will rebuild you I will rebuild you how is he going to rebuild this is how God rebuilds with stones of turquoise, your foundations with lapis lazuli. I will make your battlements of rubies, your gates of sparkling jewels, and all your walls of precious stones. And all your children will be taught by the Lord, and great will be their peace. Now we might get that end promise, that we want God to be in control and, and, and caring for our kids, the children of our town. But you might look at it and go, well, I understand the rubies bit and the emeralds because I know they're precious. But you might go, lapis lazuli, what's that all about? What on earth is that? Stones of turquoise, what's that all about? Let me tell you what that's about. Because God rebuilds with precious stones. If you think you're battered and bruised, come to him and he will rebuild you. And he won't use shoddy materials. He will rebuild you with the best that he has. What was the best that he had? Jesus. Jesus. But let me tell you this, as I come to an end, honestly, now, three minutes, get in there. Lapis lazuli and stones of turquoise, those two things are just the foundation. They are just the setting for the stones, okay? But you need to know what they are to understand how precious God sees you and how precious he wants to rebuild you. Lapis lazuli, I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it properly, it doesn't matter. I don't care. 
<laughs> if it was on the chase, it'd have probably given me right. But anyway, lapis lazuli, lapis lazuli, lapis lazuli. La Lashuli. Very good. Well, there you go. You say potato, I say potato. Where's the Americans? Tomato. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Tomato. Right. This is just the foundation. The pronunciation is irrelevant, okay? The pronunciation is irrelevant. This is the foundation, the setting, okay? So what is it? Well, it was one of the most sought-after stones you could find. It was bright and vivid blue. And actually, often it was used in jewelry. Often it was ground down and used to polish precious things. But also, Cleopatra used it crushed in her eyeliner. It was, it was something that was there to make queens beautiful. It was something that was there to make something stand out. But it was expensive. It was used to dye clothes. It was used to create a, an idea of royalty. And this is just the foundations that God's going to use. This is, that's amazing, isn't it? This is just the mortar, really, in the bricks. The thing that's very ordinary. God is going to choose the best, and he wants to give the best to us this morning. He wants to rebuild you so that even the stuff that is usually the cheapest of materials is so precious and sought after that people will go, wow, wow, when they see how he's rebuilt your life when they see how he's built your life. Why does he want to do that? Because you are children of the king and his love is unfailing. Not just now, but always. Always. He will rebuild you with all that is precious if you let him. That's the only catch. If you let him. If you lay down yourself and let him. That is how he'll do it. And so many of us are unwilling to let go of the self, even though it will lead to beauty, even though it will lead to unfailing love, even though it will lead to the best that can be offered. We're not willing to let go of the self. Is that us this morning? As we come in and finish with love is, God wants to say that he wants to give you the building that shows a place that would be beautiful. And it echoes the promise of the heavens in Revelation. It echoes the promise of that place prepared for us. I want to say this as I finish. You, Springmount Church, individuals, God says you are beautiful. You don't always see it. I think Courtney put on Facebook yesterday, it says, how is it that you can go out and look at the skies and go, wow, God is amazing, but then look in the mirror and go, oh, I'm ugly. Because actually God says you're beautiful. God says you're amazing. God says you are incredible and he wants to make you even more precious because you are sons and daughters of the king. And do you know what? He will not fail you. He will never fail you. But as I finish, and I am finishing now, I'll just give you hope. That's all it is. Just give you a bit of hope. I'm going to stop. You are beautiful. Not because I say it. Because God sees you and he says, let me in. Let me make you more. Let me be the love at the heart of your life. Let me be the one that can make everything different, even in the darkest of times, even in the hardest of days. Let me be the foundation that is unshakable, that is unfailing. And you can grow stronger 
with unfailing quality too. Let's read the verses as we finish. Let's read love is. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. It always, oh no, <laughs> love does not delight in evil, but <laughs> pressure in the truth. It all, come on, yeah, there we go. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. Do you know, I fail sometimes, and so do you, <laughs> but God never does. Don't leave those verses alone. Don't say we've dealt with that. Let's move on. Let's keep remembering what love is. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that in a moment we're going to come and we're going to remember, um, we're going to remember Jesus and what he gave. We're going to remember that he laid down his life and asked us to remember him by taking the bread and taking the cup to remember his body and blood given. Father, help us not to be people who forget because we do. But help us to be people who say, Jesus, I let you into my life. Help us to be people who want the best that you want for us. And help us to know that you will grow and build a beautiful place. Because you think we are precious. You believe we are royal. Because we are sons and daughters of the king. All we have to do is accept it. So Father God, soften our hearts. Break down the barriers that we build against you and others and help us to be love as you dwell deeply in our hearts. In your name, amen.